Hey guys, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. It's Shelby, your host, and you're about to hear a clip from when I had a booth at IBS and I was interviewing different artists who were also at the show. This one is with Lana from Lux Uncut. We talk about how to build a unique brand, where to start if you want to become a trainer in this industry, and what to look for if you're looking to take a course within this industry. It's a quick episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, so I'm here with Lana from Lux Uncut. I believe she was episode four on my yes, show. Yes, four. Um, that was over a year ago. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Time flies. So real quick, like what's what's all happened in the last, last year? year? Yeah. Um, officially launched more trainings mm-hmm. and launched some trainings out of the country, so Canada and Australia, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to expand, so to get a storefront in the next oh couple of months and then I just hired an assistant and a lash artist. It's amazing. So a lot has changed. That's so, so good. And you're you. coming to Texas, yes. to Pink Lady. Yes. To teach. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so I want to talk to you about your brand because it you stand out so much. You have a really unique Thank look you. and brand. Can you talk to us a little about that? Like how, yeah. how should people stand out? For me, it's all about finding ways to be authentic and different Mm -hmm. instead of taking what has already worked and trying to replicate that. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that you want to be the it factor and not the knockoff. So if someone's doing something that you like, find a way to get inspiration from it or numerous places for inspiration and then make it into something of your own and that's how you stand out. When you blend in and you try to be like other people, you get drowned out in all that noise. It's about staying in your own lane, finding what you like, and just being authentically you. Mm-hmm. So my brand truly is just like the perfect representation of like who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I love luxurious things. And then I'm also uncut. Like today I'm just in like an oversized hoodie and Air Force Ones. And that to me was how I was authentic. Yeah. And that's how I created my brand. So a lot of the times I recommend to people Find who you are as a person, define that, and try and see if you can make that into a brand because people don't buy from companies. Yeah. They buy from people. Yeah. And so when you start that, you build a stronger connection with others. I think a mistake some people may make is they see someone's doing something and they're doing it well, and so they try to replicate that, but it's yes. not them. And no. it's so much harder to sustain that than it just is. to be yourself. It is, because then you're always playing catch up. Like, okay, what are they going to do next? Okay, now I have to work on that. Yeah. You're always a step behind. Right. Um, I feel like, you know, you have grown so much over the last couple of years. You're Thank very you. young. You're one of the youngest people, like, that's really doing it in our industry. Like, one of the youngest trainers and, um, you know, how, do, you, do you feel like you have any advice for people that, you know, there's always some excuse as to why they're not doing what they want to be doing or why they're not seeing success happen for them? Um, what do you have to say to that? I love that comment. Um, truthfully, to me, it's almost been about like proving people wrong i take that challenge and i make it a point to like get through it and prove people wrong so anyone that feels like they have an excuse you're the only one holding yourself back truly Mm -hmm. you're the only one giving yourself that excuse no one handed that to you it's Mm -hmm. up to you to take what you're given and make something out of it you can either let your circumstances make or break you and to me, it's all about having it make you become a better person, 
become more successful instead of letting that hold you back always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel like your classes now, like you've been teaching for a while, have you yes. like added more to your classes and um, like what are, you know, what are they like? What can someone expect from taking a class? Totally. Um, I think but the last time we spoke, it was kind of like the pilot of the training. Mm -hmm. I've added a lot more. I focus a lot on different aspects of lashes. For example, some trainings will have you um, focus on like standard volume, for example, and then wait for you to take like a master class or like a Russian volume class to understand that concept. I explain that all, and I feel like that almost helps them understand standard volume even more. Yeah. Um, I touch base on like business and really understanding what it takes. I think that's really important because a lot of people have the assumption, I can be my own boss, I can mm -hmm. do this, and they don't understand what it takes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much cost that goes behind running a business, so mm -hmm. I, I give people a clear understanding of that. And then I think everyone's favorite part is the branding aspect. Yeah. Take a course where you can learn lashes, you can also learn how to finalize your brand, define your brand, and execute it so everyone leaves class with a logo story highlights of some sort and at least six weeks of instagram content it's with amazing. a defined brand which i don't think anyone does but not I think at all it's so not seen that at all important to have yeah so i think that that's what sets me apart oops the most <laughs> yeah um and i think that's just something really cool like i wish i had that in the yeah. beginning because it took me a while yeah um but yeah that's something that they can expect from the course and then of course like ongoing mentoring which I think everyone does um, but for me it's really about also following up with them yeah so some students I feel like are afraid to reach out I mm -hmm. make sure that they all know that they're welcomed and that I actually care that they can always talk to me about literally whatever so with your social media um, you you're not someone that posts every single day but no. I feel like your posts are all <laughs> impactful um, so I I almost think that you're more someone that is looking for more quality posts versus just trying to be on, on the feed every single day, but you are pretty active in your stories. Very active. Um, <laughs> how, how much time do you put into curating your feed? That's a great question. Actually, not as much time as you think. I do a lot of batch work, and even that doesn't take me that much time. So if we're talking like one post, it's probably maybe five to ten minutes worth of editing and then maybe another five to ten minutes thinking about like captions something engaging and then I put it out there but the biggest thing for me is batch working so I have like six to maybe ten weeks worth or at least six to ten posts worth already ready for me so when I feel like posting it or I have the time to post it I can and it's yeah. quality and it's prepared for me so there's no more pressure right. of trying to find something to post I already have for myself yeah with that pressure I think people put out like they're just looking for a picture yes, really quick and then exactly. yeah it's not, not as good yeah yeah um, what are the biggest mistakes that you feel like people make on their social media oh man um, a funny one is when people like overly edit their pictures mm -hmm. to me I think that's a mistake because it just distracts from the lashes um, another mistake that I see which I feel like I have a part in but is when people are constantly like tagging other lash artists in their work, thinking that that's gonna give them like more success and more money in their accounts when it's actually reverse. You should be focused on just your clients and right. your local community. 
Um, I made a post about that, I think, like almost two years ago about how you need to like tag people and then comment and things like that. And my intentions are always around lash artists and clients because I'm an educator. Yeah. And I think people took that a little too literally and it kind of has gotten a little bit out of control. Mm -hmm. But um, that's just a mistake to me because the only person putting money in your bank account is your clients and local I agree. people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the way that you speak in your captions, are you talking, are you trying to attract the attention exactly. from the artist? Exactly. Or does the client understand what you even mean? Right. You know? That's a big mistake. Like, CC point of seven, yep. seven to 11. Yep. No one knows what that is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, hairstylists do that a lot, too. They'll put, like, they the formula, do. and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. No. I just think that this is pretty. Like, yes. Yeah. Usually <laughs> um, colors like gray or blonde, not, yeah. like warm or they use numbers too like yeah. 12 like I don't know what that is right but it's not you can't duplicate that on someone else with a different like base color or how I don't even right. know how to right. say that but so much goes into it yeah so you have a client like oh well do you have I don't know oh do you have like um, CC curl this and this and this this brand like because they saw another artist like yes. post that and you're like oh, okay well worst. I don't first of all I don't use that brand it's not it's not a good brand yeah. <laughs> so yeah I see that a lot um, I have to ask you know how you feel about you know the number of educators in our industry rising um, but what if someone who really wants to be a trainer you know, what should they be doing uh, if they want to get there? That's a great question. I think the numbers are rising and it's a good and bad thing. A good thing because there's so much more access to information that we didn't have a couple years ago. And it's also a bad thing because people that aren't qualified are um, not taking an advantage of other students, but I want to say don't understand the intensity um, and the responsibility you have as an educator. Um, so for me, my best advice is to practice what you're doing and to have a clear understanding of what it actually takes to be an educator. You have to have an enormous amount of patience. You also have to know how to explain certain things different ways. Mm -hmm. And you have to offer them something that's truly going to offer them success. Because you mm -hmm. not only have someone's money, a ton of money in your hands, but you really have their career on the line because of you and so for me it's truly just that understanding what it takes um, and actually trying to become what the industry needs the industry does not need more poor education for six hundred dollars it needs quality education that's actually going to help our industry grow and evolve over time i agree so what kinds of questions should should one ask themselves like to determine whether they're ready or not do you have enough qualifications under your belt? So that's experience yourself, that's education, and that's success behind you. So are you fully booked out? Do you have that dream clientele that we all strive to have? Um, is your retention quality? Like everything that we teach, you should be good at as well and have a perfect understanding of everything that goes behind it. If there are certain things that you still struggle with, you're not ready. Um, and then just putting together a curriculum. Is it ready? Is it thorough? Does it make sense? If you don't have that, don't rush into it. Wait and actually have that prepared when you go into teaching. So yeah, if they determine that, you know, okay, I'm not ready, mm -hmm. what should they be doing to work on that? 
taking more educational courses themselves or practicing even more and honing in on that because sometimes your weakness right now as a lash artist is what your strength will be as an educator. Mm -hmm. So if you have a really hard time with placement and you focus on it and you find like these little tips and tricks that make placement amazing and you can share that for our industry, yeah, boom, that's amazing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that our industry needs. So whatever someone is questioning in themselves in regards to being an educator, it's about finding what that is, making it better, and then finding a way to share that part with our industry to help it grow. And then as far as when you're trying to look for a, a good uh, training to take, mm -hmm. how, what are some tips? Like, what do you look, look what, whoa, <laughs> what are you looking for? That's also a great question. Yeah. Educator, looking at them, looking at their background, what classes have they taken, what their work looks like, up close and personal too. And then also looking into what exactly does that class offer? Mm -hmm. Is it Russian volume? Do your clients want that? And do you even need to learn that? If the answer is no, then it's not the class for you. Um, look into the student's previous work. What did the student's work look like before the class and after? Did it improve or did it stay the same? Those are very, very important questions. And then to me, completely eliminating cost. Oh yeah. Most people dictate cost to be whether or not they take a course, and that should be the last thing you look at. It should be about the quality, what it can offer you, and that's it. The cost is an investment. Look at it as an opportunity and what it can bring rather than how much money it pulls from your account. Love that. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lash Boss Radio. There's going to be a lot more clips from IBS that I'll be sharing with you throughout the rest of the month. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.